Hello and welcome to I Read a Book Once. My name is Emma and this is a podcast where I talk about books. Today I'm going to be talking about The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave, which is a thriller novel and also my May pick for Book of the Month. Let me just say this right now. If you listened to the last episode, you already know how I feel about this book. I loved it. It was so good. It was so good. Okay, so before I get into the plot summary and everything, I just want to talk about like the process of me picking it and this side. So if you've been a long time listener, you probably know I don't really like thrillers because they're typically a little bit too scary for me. I read before I go to bed and I'm not reading something scary before I go to bed because I already have enough problems sleeping. I don't need to add nightmares into the mix, if you know what I mean. And so I'm very particular about thrillers and that somebody, I typically have to have somebody who's read it before recommend it to me and tell me it's not going to give me nightmares. But I didn't, it, that was not the case with this one. So there was a lot of good options for May for book of the month. And I was kind of waffling. I didn't know what to pick, but there was something about the last thing he told me that was just calling to me. And what it was is this idea of the relationship between Hannah and Bailey. So a stepmom and stepdaughter that I just found very intriguing and I was interested to see how that would play out in this thriller. And so I picked it and I'm so glad. I I totally recommend this. I'm going to give my spoiler warning right now. I'm going to be spoiling this book because I'm going to summarize the entire plot of it before I get into discussing it. And so if you don't want this book to be spoiled, you should stop here, go read it, and then come back and listen to the episode. And I cannot recommend highly enough this book. It was it was so good. It was, it was so good. It was different than a thriller in a typical sense, which is something I'm going to talk about later after I finish the plot summary. So in the discussion section, but I just, I can't, this book was just so good. I literally, that's all I'm saying. So I think I should get into the plot summary I'm wondering how long it's going to be. I've just recorded the Bookwoman of Troublesome Creek episode before this, so I've already been talking for 30 minutes, and this book was only 300-ish pages long, like literally maybe 310 pages long. But without further ado, let's get into it. So like I said, this is a thriller, and basically this woman, Hannah's husband, disappears with a note that just says, protect her, i.e. meaning his daughter, Bailey, and they've only been married and known they've only known each other for two and a half years ish they've only been married for maybe a year and a half and so like she still doesn't have a good relationship with her stepdaughter Bailey Bailey doesn't really like her and Bailey's mom died when she was really little like maybe like four or five so she's never really had a mother figure in her life it's really just been her and her dad and so um they just haven't found a good relationship even though Hannah's trying really hard Bailey's just not having any of it and so the book picks up with Hannah like come she's coming home from work she's a wood turner I'm not quite sure what a wood turner is but think she makes furniture and other objects out of wood but she's not a carpenter she's a wood turner so do with that information as you will so she comes home from work and this random girl gives her a note it's from her husband and it just says protect her she turns on the news and it turns out the company her husband works for is like basically being shut down for like fraud or something. So basically they had their stock on the market and they said that this program that they had was ready, but they were lying and it wasn't ready. So they were like 
inflating their stock value and prices like but they weren't supposed to be. That's a really poor explanation of what's going on. But basically, the author says it's similar to like the Enron scandal, which I don't know what that is. Maybe I should, but I don't. So please don't hate. Don't don't hate on me. Don't shame me. Anyways, so she picks up her stepdaughter Bailey from school. And it turns out that Bailey got a note from her dad. I don't remember what it says. And also a duffel bag with $600,000 in cash. And Owen, who's the husband, has disappeared and is not picking up any calls and nobody knows where he is. So he's on the run and he's gone. So this is sus. Nobody really knows what's happening. And yeah, so then this um, Mar- this U.S. Marshal from Texas shows up at- the next day and is questioning Hannah on like the whereabouts of her husband and basically saying like, you need to get a lawyer because people might challenge you for custody of Bailey. So she's like, oh man, I got to do that. The only lawyer she knows is her friend, is her husband's friend, whose name I don't remember, but she doesn't like him because she knows that he's cheating on his wife, but they aren't telling the wife about it. So she's like, I don't like him. So she shows up at his house and the wife comes out and is like yelling at her, basically saying that their family has lost like so much money because they invested stock in Owen's company after he told them to. And so she's like, oh man. So she ends up calling her ex-fiance to be her lawyer because he's a lawyer. She used to live in New York and then she was engaged to him and then they broke up and then she met Owen and they dated and they got married. And throughout the book, there's flashbacks of her life with Owen that show you that he was a good husband. He was a good father. So you're kind of sus. Like, is he not a good man? It's confusing. You're unsure. You're not sure. Like, you know that if somebody disappears, like all of like the evidence is racking up against Owen of him being involved. He was the lead coder and the issue was with coding. So he clearly knew something was going on. Right. And like, if you disappear, something, something's not right. But she still has all this trust in her husband. Then after she leaves there, she gets interrogated by some FBI people. And so she does some digging and she's like, why is this marshal, this U.S. marshal from Austin, Texas showing up? Then she has some memories about every time she wanted to go to Austin for like work things, her husband got super weirded out about it. So she's like, Bailey, we're going to Austin. And Bailey's like, okay, because at this point she's figured out that something's not right about basically everything that the husband's told her about the pa- his past life is a lie. He said he went to Princeton, that he's from New Jersey, like all this other stuff. That's all not true. So they show up t- in Austin because basically the reason is that Bailey has this memory of being there, of like going to a wedding and then being in the football stadium for UT. So they're like, okay, we're going to Austin. When they go there, they're like, walking around trying to see if she recognizes anywhere. They find the church she recognizes, but it turns out that there was no weddings on game days that year that she would have been there. So that's confusing. It's kind of a dead end. They go and they remember that her dad always had the Owen always had this story about this professor. So they're like, let's go find the professor. So they find him and he can't remember his name or really anything, but they're able to get the class roster from that class. So then they're going and they're looking it up and they find this picture. They're going through yearbooks, looking at all the different people. They see a picture of this woman and she looks exactly like Bailey 
and nothing like the pictures of Bailey's mom that they've seen in the past. <gasps> so it turns out that this random lady who mysteriously looks a lot like Hannah, which is confusing because Owen's clearly... So you find out that this woman is actually Bailey's mom. And so then you're very sus because he obviously took her away from Austin where they lived and like ran away and you don't know why he would do that. Like, is he a bad guy? Like, we don't really know. And I just find it suspicious that all these pictures of this woman he's pretending is Bailey's mom look suspiciously like Hannah. And that's never explained because, you know, we don't really get to see Owen throughout the book except in flashbacks. And so it's kind of confusing. Like, that was just an odd point that was never really resolved that I'm thinking about. Anyways, so then they find out... I don't know how they figure it out, but they go to this bar where it turns out was where the wedding was. And it turns out the wedding that she was at was her uncle's. So they go to this bar and Hannah makes Bailey wait outside. And she goes in and she sees this guy who's the like mom's brother and they're talking. And then she's basically like saying like, oh, you know, like I'm trying to look for this guy. I met him once a long time ago here, blah, blah, blah. And she shows a picture of Owen. And this man whose name is Charlie goes nuts, like throws her like against a wall basically and like accuses her of like something and then Bailey shows up and then this man calls her Kristen so you know her old name was Kristen and then they run away back to the hotel and then basically they find out that no I don't know so that happens and then basically Hannah's like very creeped out and she she calls her Jake who's the lawyer and her ex-fiance and it's basically like I don't know like maybe we need to come to New York and stay with you because he's saying that like get out of here like basically he has this private investigator friend who's like Owen's life is a lie like we don't know like he's, this isn't witness protection like I don't know he probably did something shady and then she's like Bailey and I we're gonna go home like we're gonna go to New York like whatever then Bailey disappears. She walks out of the hotel room when she's in the bathroom talking to Jake about this. And then she breaks her phone immediately afterwards because she's afraid somebody's going to like track her through it because she doesn't know who to trust. And Bailey's gone. And then the marshal shows up. His name is Grady. I forgot about it. And basically takes her somewhere and is basically explains the fact that Ethan, that's Owen's like old name or real name or whatever, was married to this lady whose name I think was Rachel and her dad was a lawyer for a criminal organization basically and Rachel was hit by a car and died and Ethan i.e. Owen is convinced that the organization did that so he basically tattles and gives the government a bunch of information on like damning information that puts the the grandpa like his old wife's dad in prison as well as a lot of other low-level like people in the organization and then he takes Bailey and runs away and starts a new life like new names everything and so she finds this out at this point she's like realizing that Owen's never coming home but she might be able to find a way to make it so Bailey because basically Grady's like we're gonna put you in witness protection program we were gonna put um Owen and Bailey in it but there was a leak and so they weren't safe. So Owen left, right? And so she's like, how safe is it going to be? Because he's basically like, if you do this, Owen can come back. And she really doesn't believe it. So she goes back to the bar and is like, I want to see your dad to Charlie. So Charlie takes her there and he meet, she meets with the guy. And he's basically like, I'm not like, I don't know what you think I'm going to do for you. Like, 
if I ever saw your husband, like, I'd put a hit out on him. Like, I hate him. Like, he put me in jail. And then they're basically, he's basically like, I could tell you stories about him that would change everything you think about him, blah, blah, blah. And um, she's basically like, I'm not here for him. I'm here for Bailey. And basically makes this deal that if he makes it so that the organization won't, like, hurt Bailey and her, basically, um, they can get to know each other. And she knows that he wants to. So he ends up agreeing, but basically saying this protection would never extend to Owen. And so she goes back. They found Bailey, who at this point has, like, found who her dad is, Ethan Young, in the yearbook. Because she, like, ran away and ended up going back to the... um to the campus to look through these yearbooks or whatever and while she's there her dad actually calls her a 22 second call where he basically apologizes and says he's not going to be able to come back home or call again for a long time basically and so Grady's like and now we're going to put you in witness protection and Hannah's like no and Bailey's just like I want to go home so basically it ends so they find out what happened and who he was and whatever and so then Instead of going to witness protection, they do go back to their place in Salisleto, whatever, some place near San Francisco, across the bay, I think. And on the plane, they basically, she says, like, you'll be meeting, like, your grandfather and your uncle, but I'll be there. And and they've been building a relationship throughout this book that I've kind of not touched on, but I will in the discussion section. So important. And then the epilogue is titled five or eight or ten years later and Hannah's at an exposition like showing her work and Bailey's gonna come with her new boyfriend to introduce them and while she's there Hannah sees this guy who's clearly Owen but looks he's dyed his hair and like shaved it off and he's got tattoos and he broke his nose and all this different stuff and Hannah gets frazzled and drops her papers and Owen comes over helps her pick them up they don't touch important fact and he says, the could have been, the could have been boys still love you. And he's still wearing his wedding ring. And this whole thing is that in the prologue, it tells the story of their second date and how he called all her like ex-boyfriends that could have been, could have been boys. And then he leaves and Bailey shows up and she says, mom, and then it ends. <laughs> it was so good. I don't know if my plot summary did it justice. You have to read it. It was so good. So let's talk about all the little things about it. First, let's mention that it's being turned into a limited series on Apple, maybe. The author right now is currently writing the, like, script with her husband. I listened to this interview. It was a podcast on moms don't have time to read or something like that with Laura Dave and then, like, whoever the podcast host of that is. It was really short. It was only 20 minutes. And if you're curious as to, like, the writing process behind this book and everything, like, I would go check it out. Totally worth it. And, um, so I'm excited. I really want to watch this show. And Julia Roberts is going to play Hannah, which is kind of cool. I would like to read that or see that. I did read this. And then also the other thing that I thought was interesting from that interview is that the author, has, like Laura Dave, has it's taken her, I think, 12 years to write this book. She kept writing it and putting it back down and like because something just wasn't clicking. And she doesn't normally write thrillers. She normally writes like... I don't know, like emotional literary fiction or something like that, contemporaries or something. I don't know. I've never read any of her other books, but I might after this one. And basically she says like she kept writing all these different drafts of it and putting it down because it just wasn't working. And the reason behind that is that she 
she doesn't say exactly this, but she hints that she was trying, she says she's trying to save a character and then ended up finding out she couldn't. Clearly, this character is Owen. She was trying to find a way for him to come back home, but the book doesn't work. And then she had a conversation with her husband once and he's like, what if you made Owen bad? And she was like, Owen's not bad, but that gave her the idea to make it, to not be able to give him a happy ending per se. And so super interesting listen, super interesting read as well. And I also just think it's interesting because the whole time you're reading it, you're like, you don't want Owen to be bad because you're reading the flashbacks and he's been such a good husband. He's also such a good father, like all these different things. And part of this, like another thing she says in this interview is this idea of knowing someone despite the fact that you don't really know anything about them. Like Hannah knows who Owen is at the core. She doesn't actually know the truth about his childhood or his college years or anything like that, but she knows who he is and she knows like making this deal, she knows that Owen's not coming back because he doesn't think it would be safe now that this has all happened. And the reason he's run away when the scandal comes out because you find out that he's like ends up giving the FBI like all the information they need about it. The reason that he runs away is he can't have his face on camera because the criminal organization will come and kill him. And so obviously he's done some shady stuff. He was somehow involved with the lawyer father and like creating an encryption thing for him, which is how he had this information to pass on to the government back in the day. And then you also know that he clearly must have known something about what was going on at his company, but it sounds like his boss had something about he knew the fact that his past was a lie, so he couldn't really leave. And so, like, the thing is, like, Owen's not, like, a typical, like, good guy, but, like, I truly believe he was good, despite the fact that there's this evidence to the contrary that he wasn't all good. And that's, like, the interesting part about his character, I think, is that you never see him in the present, but you see him in the past and you also feel like you know him. Like Hannah feels like she knows him and she's able to make the decision that Owen's last words to her, the last thing he told her was protect her. And that's what he did, or that's what she did. She was able to give Bailey a continuous life where she was able to still be herself. She didn't have to get a new name. She didn't have to start over, give up her friends, give up her extracurriculars, give up her future, like things like that. Bailey was still able to do that but it was at the cost of the fact that they were never able to see Owen again. And like, even if they had done witness protection, I truly don't believe Owen would have come back. I don't think he ever would have. Like, it just wouldn't be safe for him. So, so interesting. So, I think like while I'm on that, let's also talk about the ending because like, I'm kind of talking about all that. And one of like the most important parts of this book was Hannah and Bailey's relationship. I said earlier that that was kind of why I picked it. I was very intrigued about this idea of like a stepmother and a stepdaughter like becoming like close through this like tragic and scary event basically and it did not disappoint. Like I thought what was also interesting is that it wasn't just like linear. This was another thing they talked about in the podcast. Like Hannah would make some steps forward and then she would make a mistake and Bailey would withdraw. Like you see this in that they're kind of like during the Austin trip, they're kind of becoming closer and then Bailey runs away because she doesn't like that Hannah's trying to make them to leave Austin. And then like they come back together and then at the end when she calls her mom, bro, what an ending. That was literally the last, the literal last word is, wait, what is it? The literal 
last thing, the last line is mom, she says. So it's like, but I smile as they walk up. How can I not? Bailey's smiling too. She's smiling at me. Mom, she says. And uh, you know that they just, they made a good relationship. And it makes me so happy. And like, I just think, I don't know if I'm explaining this well, but like, if you read the book, the major like part of the story, yes, you're trying to figure out what's going on with Owen and this mystery. And he plays an important role despite being absent. But like, what's really at the heart and driving this book and why I think it's so good is this relationship between Hannah and Bailey and like how Hannah is navigating that because the whole book is from her perspective. And it's just super, super interesting, I think. And um, the part of that is that Hannah, I don't, what am I saying? I just thought that was great, like kind of seeing the relationship evolve and just like that it's not good, but that it becomes good. I don't know. It was very touching to me. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think going off of that, I want to kind of stick in the same vein before I talk about like thrillers and like predictability and whatever is this idea of having a choice. That was like a huge theme throughout this book, this idea of choices. The other huge theme was like, can you know somebody without like knowing the actual true facts of their lives, which I already talked about. And like one thing that Hannah says over and over again to Bailey, which is like part of how you're seeing their relationship grow is Bailey basically being like, do I even have a choice? Like, do I have to go here? Do we have to do this? And and Hannah saying, you always have a choice with me. And then like this idea of like Grady saying like, you don't have a choice. You have to do witness protection. And Hannah saying, no, I do have a choice and going to go see this lawyer guy, the grandpa. And like making this deal so that Bailey can have her life and all this different stuff. And so I just thought this idea of like, you always have a choice, especially with Hannah saying that Bailey has a choice in their relationship was great. And I think what also was like very good about this relationship is Hannah understands that Bailey doesn't really like her, but like Hannah wants her to, and she's trying to go about it in the best way that she can. I just thought the way that it was written like was very nuanced and interesting and I'm doing I don't think a good job of explaining it but it was just like in the flashbacks when you're seeing that and Owen's trying to like force Bailey to like Hannah or like spend time with them and Hannah being like no it's okay you guys just do this thing maybe next time and Bailey like seeing it like for a moment that Hannah can be an ally she could be an ally even if at this moment in time they're not. So I thought that was very interesting as well. And I just really enjoyed this idea of like having a choice and it's like Bailey can choose to trust Hannah. She can choose to like form a relationship with her or she can choose not to. Like it was interesting and like there's totally a way and like this is something that was said at the end is that like Hannah basically says like if Owen had never disappeared, if this had never happened, Bailey and I might never have had this chance to create a good strong relationship because there would have been no need to. It's just interesting that you see that within the five, eight to 10 years, they've become so close that Bailey refers to Hannah as mom. So it's just like, I just really enjoyed it. It was just really good. And so let's talk about thrillers. Another thing, this interview was so informative to me. So maybe you don't even need to listen to it because I'm giving you all this information. It's that like Laura Dave says that she created a thriller, but she wanted it to be a thriller with hope. And it, it really was because like, you know, typically a thriller is like pretty scary and this is not a typical thriller at all. Yes, 
What makes it different from it being a mystery is that she's not a detective trying to like figure out like who done it basically, but it's a thriller because the husband disappears and she's left with a daughter and it's like, what's going to happen? But it was also so different because you have the hope of like Bailey and Hannah having a good relationship. Throughout the book, there's this hope that maybe Owen could return. You don't really know. And I, the other thing I really enjoyed about this is I feel like in most thrillers, when the husband or wife or whoever disappears, it's like it, they disappear and it turns out they're a horrible person. But that's not the case. Like, Owen is still, like, seen at the end of the day to be a good person for the most part. Like, and so I enjoyed that, that it was different, that it wasn't like, turns out my husband's a killer or, like, whatever, you know? And so I liked that it strayed from typical genre conventions of the thriller. And I think that's why I enjoyed it so much is that it was not scary. I did not, like, have nightmares from reading it, which was fabulous. And it, it used the, I think, the parts of the thriller that I like and then other, like, conventions and story, like, things and whatever and combine them together to create this, like, new type of thriller that really appealed to me. I thought it was super, super good. Like, love it. And she, Laura Dave said that she, I don't know why. So, like, normally if I'm referring to an author name in this, I'll just say the last name, but I feel like I have to say Laura Dave instead of just Dave. I'm talking about her. I don't know. She said she's working on something else right now, slow going. That is also like sort of a thriller surrounding family secrets. And I would totally read that book too. I'm very intrigued by it. Finally, I'm going to talk about the twists and turns and predictability of this book. And I feel like, I don't even know what I want to say here. Was it predictable? No, it wasn't predict. I, I feel like what needs to go here is this idea of like, I was conflicted about Owen. I didn't know what his story was because like until like at least over halfway through the book, you don't really know why he's taken Bailey and run away and like started this new life. So it's so possible that he's like a bad guy, that he's stolen her from the mom or the family. But like there's also the possibility that he's protecting her, which is what you do find out that is the reason why he did that. And it was just... I don't know. It was like an interesting tension in trying to figure out like if you could trust Owen or not. Like, was he a good guy? And I know I talked about this earlier, but I feel like that was like one of the main tensions in the book is that Hannah truly believed that she knew who Owen was. And like, at the end of the day, the truest truth about Owen is that he would do anything to protect his daughter. And that's why he ran away because he believed that the mob organization was the one that killed his wife. Although the dad says that's not true. But it's unclear who is actually correct on that. But maybe he is protecting her because otherwise, if he had left her, then he would have died. And then she would have been raised by this family and she would have been part of the whole thing. So I don't know. Maybe he was. I don't know. And like, he ran away again to protect her. Although Hannah then is bringing her into Austin and all this different stuff and getting involved. But that's besides the point irrelevant. He's not coming back for those same reasons. So, like, at the end of the day, I do think Hannah knew who he was. And I don't think he was, like, a bad guy. Was he the best guy ever? No. Was he a good father and husband? I think so. Did he make some shady professional business choices? Potentially, yes. But we'll never really know. And, like, I just thought there was a lot of twists and turns in that, like, they're going to Austin and, like, then Bailey runs away and, like, she ends up confronting the lawyer grandfather and all this different stuff. So, I don't know. It like kept me on the edge of my seat, kept me interested. Like 
I was flying through this book. I read it so quickly. I really, really, like, I just loved it so much. And I know I've said that like 100 times, but this is probably the best book I've read so far this year. Like, this is the one that really just like sank its claws into me. Like, I just loved it. It was so good. And I'll be so sad if somebody else reads it and is like, I didn't like this. That would like, that would make me so sad. I know you shouldn't get like all caught up in that, but I don't know. So that's everything I've got written down on my little notebook of things to talk about. And after filming, filming, recording before this, yo, my voice needs a break and I'm kind of hungry. It's around lunchtime. So I think I'm going to end it here. So if you're new and you've just found this episode because this book is super popular, thank you for listening. Please, um, rate, subscribe, whatever, follow, however the heck you do these things for my podcast. You can also check out my Instagram account at I read a book once blog. And while you're there, feel free to send me a direct message about your thoughts on this book, this podcast, this episode, your opinions on it, anything like that. I'd love to hear them and chat and respond. You could also um, send me an email at I read a book once blog at gmail.com next week. I'm not sure what episode's going to be on here. Um, yeah, I'm quite unsure because I don't know what book I'm going to read next. So it's unclear if I'm going to be doing an episode on a book I've read before or if I'm going to read a Finch Merlin book and you guys are going to get one of my new series things, an episode that's not specifically about a book, but instead about writing tropes or recommendations or something like that. So I'm not sure what's going to be up next, but if you have opinions on other fun episode ideas, I should do like book recommendations or writing trips I like or um, why I hate love triangles or anything else like that, let me know. Same way. DM me on Instagram. And I would really appreciate those opinions and advice. It'll help me figure out what to do next. So, uh, like I said, 100% would recommend reading this book. The last thing you told me by Laura Dave, so fabulous. If I gave ratings, I would give this a five out of five, but I don't do ratings, so I will not. I'll be giving it a love on on book of the month which you know it's the highest of those three ratings and um this was i read a book once my name is emma and i'll catch you guys next time